In this podcast, I will be having conversations about where our experience of life comes from. My goal is to support GPs in the overwhelming job that they do. The good news is that you can hang up your superhero cape and let go of needing to be everything to everyone. So, hi everyone. We're going to have a slightly different um, format to this podcast, to this episode, in that uh, my coach, Stephanie, is going to interview me instead of me interviewing her. So... (laughs) You might hear something about some of the things that I've been doing with my life and how I've been involved in inside out thinking. And without further ado, I shall pass over to Stephanie. Hi, Joe. It's so fun to hang out with you in this format. I'm very excited about what we're about to explore, the adventure we're about to go on. And, you know, we both thought that this would be a really good idea to do this first of all because we just want to see what would happen i think yeah but but from my side i know that you have a powerful story and i know that sharing something from our own experience is often the best way to create impact or transformation in someone else you know when when i hear about your story it touches me, you know, the truth, when I hear about how you've seen the truth, I feel it and it touches me and I have a chance to look there too. And so that's really what I'm hoping that we'll do is kind of like explore what have you seen about what's true, um, in particular about what's touched your life. So I realized that I don't know a lot about your professional background. I mean, I know some of the general things, of course, but would you just give me a little bit of that, your career path in general? Yeah, yeah, I could do that. So um, many, many decades ago, when I emerged uh, from medical school, I went up to the north of Scotland and um, did my residence jobs up there. And then um, went to the Isle of Skye for a year to be a GP trainee. And that was just unbelievable. That, that was quite a magical time. Um, I, I kind of wandered through various different things, thought it might be good to do obstetrics in gynecology. And luckily that didn't quite work out for me. So <laughs> I found myself... Um, in general practice <clears throat> and um, I think it's fair to say that um, although I've kind of followed my husband's career around the country um, I've usually managed to find some way of working that suited me that was either general practice and or kind of contraceptive services that kind of thing and um As I've gone along, I've picked up lots of extra kind of things, interesting things that I've kind of added in. So I was really into allergy testing for a while um, in the uh, late 80s. And um, yeah, and what else have I been involved in? Oh, and I, yeah, hypnotherapy, NLP, all sorts of things that have kind of 
added in there. And at some point in the mix there, I'd also added a management type job. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of went to the dark side, <laughs> as well as staying in general practice till um, September 2017. And it, I first discovered coaching in um, 2002, let's get that right. Um, and uh, was just blown away by the idea. I just thought, well, that this is what I have been waiting for all my life, kind of thing. And um, found myself a coaching course, which was in, in 2002, it was very much kind of um, the grow model and everything that goes with that. And that was great. And, and I did lots of coaching for a while and then, you know, less for a while and I also um, was involved in setting up a, a leadership program for mostly for doctors in fact locally and and the reason that that's relevant is that uh, the person who um, used to come along and and deliver the leadership program with me and it was his program so I kind of really was uh, his glamorous assistant rather than the other way around. <laughs> um, and he, he discovered the inside out way of thinking. And the conversations I had with him and some of the conversations we had within the leadership group were just very powerful. Um, and it, it, it was kind of a slow burner for me. So I was not not really exactly in the conversation for quite a long time before um, I went on um, a two-day course um, Kimberly Hare runs called um, Heart of Thriving. And um, I, I already knew Kim really well from, well, before she discovered the Inside Out way of thinking and um that two-day experience was just completely mind-blowing for me um and I think the one insight that really stays with me is a sudden realization that actually I am enough <laughs> I don't need to be doing, 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 doing. I, I'm just enough. <laughs> and I was looking back, I was thinking, when was that? And I think it was either 2017 or 18. And I can't even remember when. I just remember that moment where I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> And then, of course, as these things do, because I wasn't in a conversation in, in a more regular way, it kind of didn't exactly fritter away. It was, it was there in the background, but most of the time I wasn't aware of it. Mm. And then I guess it must have been early in lockdown. 
Um, I just thought, right, enough. It's time to do some serious kind of looking at this. And I signed up to Coaching Mastery with Michael Neal, which is where I met you. <laughs> In fact, I think it was the second Coaching Mastery that we actually came across each other in breakout rooms that was really weird because you know you see so many different people but we actually spoke to each other at least twice if not three times um but yeah and some of the insights I had from that and most of them came from working in breakouts whether you know just two or three people just really really incredibly powerful I think gradually through staying in that conversation, I've just kind of not had many of those. I'm not, am I allowed to say what Michael calls them on your podcast? Sure you can. Can you say it on yours? <laughs> <laughs> what Michael calls the holy fucking mother of God moments. <laughs> oh, so we now x-ray the... Uh, the both podcasts. <laughs> um, so there haven't been very many of those. There have been one or two. There was one that was very powerful where it, it was a con- almost um, almost a, a, a matrix moment of realizing how amazing the whole universe is and my place in it. <laughs> uh, that yeah that was really weird um can you can you take me back there joe like what was that like if you go right back to it what was happening in your like what was happening in in that moment in your life and then what did you see so i was in a breakout group with danny Cobbins. yeah Gorgeous guy from Texas, yeah? And I can't even remember the rest of the conversation. Part of it was about about family issues, Uh, seeing people as broken. And I just, there was something that Danny said that made me realise that this person isn't broken at all and the absolute truth of us all sitting in perfect mental health whatever else is going on and there was just a sense of just limitless kind of being does that make any sense to you at all It was just so powerful. It shut me up completely, which, you know, takes some doing. So, (laughs) And I kind of wanted to feed back after the exercise. And I I tried and it wasn't going to happen. I mean, I just said very little and then thought, why did I bother? Because I was just kind of, oh, my God. (laughs) So, yeah, that was, um, yeah. (laughs) So... I'm wondering because, you know, someone who's listening might not be familiar with this thing that we're calling the inside out understanding. Absolutely right. What, what does that mean for you? 
Well, I, for many years, probably decades, I, I've been very much at the level below that where I recognise that it's not what's happening, it's our reaction to it. But what I hadn't understood was the, the role that thought plays in our experience. And that's been the major thing that has made the difference. So um, it's really about our, our experience comes from our thinking about what's happened. It's not about what's happening to us out there. And, and yeah, there are some horrendous things that might be happening to us out there and pleasant things and a whole variety of things. But it's actually what I'm thinking about it that is causing the feeling. And so before, um, before inside that thinking, I would be kind of thinking, right, okay, so the way I'm thinking about this is wrong. I need to think differently about this. And marshal whole ways of thinking that will be much more positive and yeah. You recognise that stuff. <laughs> and then the freedom of recognising what's going on in the moment in terms of thought and that I don't need to change anything. I just need to recognise what's happening and how magical that is. <laughs> mm. I'm wondering if you could give me an example, Joe, of like how things used to look to you, maybe when you were a general practitioner or, you know, before you had this insight into the inside out nature of our experience that like before you saw that thought was what you were thinking was creating your experience. And it looked like what was happening outside was making you feel a certain way, right? Like, can you give me an example of that? Like what it looked like before? Um, I suppose the easiest examples in some ways are those about what's going on in relationships and, you know, <laughs> how, how we misunderstand each other completely because it looks like someone might be our partner might be our kids is doing something so annoying or saying something so annoying that it requires straightening out <laughs> from my perspective <laughs> and actually realizing sometimes right in the middle of this after i've already started the straightening out process is <laughs> uh Oh, actually, it's my thinking about it. And then that just, it just kind of falls away. And then it's possible to have a more honest and authentic conversation with someone. Mm. As, as well as recognising that they, you know, whatever they're doing or saying they they are doing their very best given the thinking that looks real to them 
Yeah. And that, that has led to a lot of ease in my relationships, yeah. And sometimes there's edgy kind of stuff as well, but not for very long. Yeah. What was it, Joe, that really inspired you to create your podcast, Hang Up Your Superhero Cape? <laughs> it's talking to my colleagues who are still in general practice and really feeling for them. And um, from quite early on in the pandemic, um, initially, everything went very quiet. Nobody wanted to go out. Nobody wanted to contact the doctor unless they thought they had COVID. And everyone was kind of poised, ready to, you know, um, leap into action. But then when people started to feel right enough is enough yeah where where are these doctors you know that they're, they're in this building and we're not allowed in unless we've spoke to them on the phone first blah, blah, blah. so they it built up a kind of mythology of gps not being available and it really is a mythology um the demand for primary care services just has rocketed and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and uh, my colleagues are getting more and more worn out and you know, still struggling with staff sickness as well um, so that it's become a very stressful place to work where people are overwhelmed and, um, and burning out because they want to do their best for patients. And they're struggling with things like the media um, telling everyone the GPs are just kind of, you know, not doing what they should be and not opening up access to people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I've also been coaching some of my colleagues who I've, I've actually found myself saying things like, what would happen if you took off your superhero cape at this point? <laughs> so that's where that came from, because it was just such a vivid image in my mind of them kind of there, ready to, you know, solve the world, rescue everyone and actually not taking care of themselves and not recognizing also where the feelings are coming from, where the burnout's coming from, and you know, where the stress is coming from as well. And of course, there are those external things that are causing the thoughts that you know lead to those feelings. And it's there's no doubt that those things exist externally. It would just be great if my colleagues could see where their experience was coming from and maybe make a different decision than some of them who are saying, I've had enough, I need to get out. And, you know, for 
years they'd been doing a job that was very meaningful for them, very positive, that they've loved, and it's just become too much. And how sad is that? Mm. Yeah, these people who really love what they do and had a heart for it and then are so burnt out, they're like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. When we need them. Like, yes, like there's such a great need right now. Yeah. And we also need each other. So the more the more of my colleagues are saying enough already and going, the more that those who are left have to carry. So it becomes a negative downward spiral. Hmm. So what would you like pretend that I am one of those colleagues of yours who, and maybe you can even think of someone in particular who is a phenomenal doctor, full of, you know, at their best, in their best, uh, their clearest state, right? Like they're just, they're so good. They're so gifted. They're so caring. They're so loving. By the way, that's, that's all of us in our, at our best, right? <laughs> but they're, they're just like this and and yet they are so stressed out right now so overwhelmed with what's going on ready to throw in the towel what would you want if you could give me a gift what gift would you give me that would change that for me it would be absolutely that understanding that it's your thinking about what's going on that's causing that burnout, not what's actually happening out there, and allowing you to, to get that peace of mind and access your inner wisdom. And then be able to make decisions that are right for you from that place of peace. Hmm. That's the biggest gift of all, I think. And what if I say to you, but Joe, there's too much for me to do. I just can't. Like, yeah, my thinking, but look at, this is not my thinking, this list of things I have yeah. to do, these, this protocols I have to follow, these jerks who are asking me to give more when I just don't have it, telling me to, you know, I, I, I need resilience, bouncing back, like, like, what is that? They're just asking for more. Like, how, how can you help me see that? Because it just, it looks to me like it's all of these things in front of me, like they're really making me feel crappy. That's, that's whose fault it is. And that's really what it looks like, isn't it? And we've been brought up to believe that that is the case, that stuff happens to us and that we respond to it because we're human beings. But actually, we've missed the, the way that the mind really works. And yes, that stuff's there and it all needs to be done. And yet, when we come from a place of peace, not only do we see 
what really needs to be done and what doesn't, but we're much more effective at doing what does need to be done. And when we're at peace as well, when people, you know, when angry people come into the room to say, it's been really difficult to get hold of you and I've waited so many weeks to... If I'm if I am coming from that that place and listening deeply to them with nothing else on my mind, that is what allows people to calm down and, and come back to their own quiet place. And how much easier could it be? It doesn't seem real, and I get that. I really do get that it doesn't seem real. Where where do I find this piece, Joe? Because it sounds lovely. Where do yes, I find it? it? Yes. Yeah, right inside you. And, and it's just awakening to the fact that what's causing the stress and the burnout and the overwhelm is your thoughts. You don't even need to change them. You just need to recognize. You know, I have been kind of, there's a, there's a word for it probably that you would say, but I've been, I've been kind of messing with you a little bit, like pushing, like, come on, like, yeah, this sounds great, Joe, but, but how do I do it? And I yeah. think that, you know, if you're listening to this and you've had a nice feeling, you know, if, if you've, felt something like a little bit easier, a little bit of tension release. That's what we're talking about. That's what's available right here in this moment when we come out of our thinking and we're just here, it feels a little better. And sometimes it feels a whole lot better. And just knowing that that's there, even when I don't have that experience in every moment, because I don't, it's, it is that, it is simple. It's beautifully simple. So it, it's sort of like, if you can feel it in this moment, that's it, you've already begun. I mean, you've all, you've had it all along, yeah. <laughs> but, but there, now you're onto it. Now you're beginning to see. Yeah, and it's amazing, isn't it? That we have had it all along, despite all that stuff that's been, you know, piled on top of it it's been there all along Hmm. I love sometimes asking myself the question then this is a question that I think I first heard from Byron Katie but I also ask other people when they're upset about something when they're stressed out about something when they're feeling overwhelmed who would you be without that thought if you weren't thinking that what would that be like? And sometimes the answer is, well, I don't know, because it just seems like it's so much apart. But if you can sense it, you're like, oh, well, if I didn't have, what if you didn't have any thinking about it? No thinking, no judgment, no comparison, no disagreement with it or agreement with it. What would it be like? It would just be what is. Yeah. And there's the space around that that opens up such peace. 
That's well, what's I, really happening. <laughs> That's it. I, and in many ways, it's very difficult to get that, to understand that until it's happened. I think, even though, you know, we were in that state, weren't we, as babies, really? <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's like catching it in the moment. Yes. You know, catching it as it's happening. You know that all this, and you can see it because, oh, without that, I don't feel that way anymore. Without the thought that this isn't fair and it should be different, I don't have the feeling. My situation yeah. didn't change. So simple and so powerful. Yeah. Hmm. So what is your hope for your podcast? What do you hope will be the impact that it has? I really hope that it reaches enough of my colleagues that and that they're able to take just a bit of time, maybe on the commute, maybe while they're eating their lunch at their desk, just to pick up enough and to get that feeling that we've talked about. And to know, to then understand that it's always there and they can access it whenever they need it. It's not special. It's, it is a superpower, but it's a superpower that we all have. <laughs> yeah. And even better, a superpower that comes from relaxing into what's already there instead of posturing and flexing your muscles and, and it's just... Getting yourself ready for a fight that's going to be hard and tense and take tons of energy and like, oh, actually, you have what you need here already. Yeah. It could start, I think of it starting a, a chain reaction or spreading like a contagion, the kind that we want to have. Of yes. <laughs> a contagion of peace, of finding the resources that we already have yeah, and slowing down enough to really be able to access them and do what needs to be done to yeah. take care of ourselves and others in a way that's sustainable and beautiful and regenerative. Yeah. And, and that isn't about the resilience that we're being kind of told that we need in order to survive not that kind of resilience which isn't real real resilience it's kind of it's the old medical machismo thing of you know if you can't stand the heat get out of the kitchen kind of thing you know and you need to man up <laughs> no actually we need to connect with our inner peace and wisdom <laughs> might sound a bit pink and fluffy but it does work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, Joe. Thank you so much for sharing that and for sharing that message through your podcast and through what you do. Thank you. It's been really lovely talking to you.
for my listeners. For me too, Joe. Thank you.